If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Welcome to the Game Dumpcast, the official podcast of the Game Dump Facebook group. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by... Patrick Kay. And also joining us this week, we have John Marzen, my uh, co-host from the TV Dumpcast. Hello. Hello. <laughs> John's here, basically. Ian's uh, had to work away for a few weeks, so yeah, we might not be delivering the show as usual, but yeah, we have some other people helping us out, um, so we're very grateful there. I don't know, John, would you consider yourself a gamer? I'm, a, I'm an occasional gamer. I like to kind of keep on top of it all. Um, I've, got, I've got a decent gaming PC and all that, but um, I probably don't play it quite as much as you guys do. Well, you have been playing a few games uh, that we've been playing, which is why I was insistent that you join us this week. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah we've been um, going through a couple of beaters, haven't we? Indeed we have. But yeah, that's yeah. all to come later. Um, for now, um, there's been a few things going on since the last episode, um, most notable of which was the collapse of Irrational Games, or the winding back of the studio, uh, as Ken Levine put it. Um, basically, they're laying down all but 15 of their staff and uh, basically spelling the end of Irrational Games as we know it and kind of turning it into like a what like a smaller incubation studio to work on what he's described as like more narrative uh, experiences. Um, what do you think about that, Patrick? Uh, I, well, I, I, I think that's a good thing. I, I definitely think this could could lead to more kind of interesting, um, interesting games in the in the long run. Uh, I, it just seems to I, I've just seen so many examples in the last sort of six months to a year of like these these smaller teams bringing out more kind of novel, more kind of diverse and and unique, you know, um, games. And I, I I just yeah I think that could be it could be a positive thing for them. Yeah, it's, I mean, Ken Levine, by trade, um, right back before he formed Looking Glass, was actually more of a, he, he, he wanted to be a screenwriter, um, and that didn't mm. quite work out. Although, right now, he's attached to write the screenplay for a remake of Logan's Run uh for for mm. warner brothers so he's definitely that's more of his focus and i think you could definitely tell from like bioshock infinite that um his focus was definitely on the like more narrative side and um i think almost to the kind of detriment of the gameplay at the end of the day really um it seemed like that well apparently that game had quite a troubled development uh they dropped loads of features um, and, and paired it right back to what kind of ended up being more of just a straight, straight, straightforward shooter, really, I thought, with occasional rummaging in bins. <laughs> <laughs> so much bin diving. <laughs> you, did, you played uh, Bioshock Infinite, didn't you, John? Yeah, I did. I thought it was good as well. I really enjoyed playing that one. Yeah, it started off really strong, I thought, but um, kind of lost its way towards the end, I thought. 
I love the way in all the Bioshock games how it starts off and everything's all nice and serene and then it slowly gets more and more insane to the point where you're just uh, fighting for survival. Cool. Well, I mean, that's certainly how Bioshock Infinite started. Um, I think, I mean, I haven't played the DLC yet, but that goes back to Rapture and you get to see the, uh, the, the nice element of it, I think, before it became a ruined underwater horror metropolis <laughs> <laughs> or metropolis okay so yeah uh, the other the other thing that we would be remiss to not mention is the whole flappy bird fiasco <laughs> <laughs> which was the flappy saga <laughs> well like i mean the first thing i heard well i mean it all blew up and it kind of went mainstream because I, I was chatting to just down the pub about this game and I've, I didn't even buy it because to be honest things like that really don't appeal to me um, it's just so simplistic I mean I played um, what was the other one that came out the, uh, the, the when it was all going down the hills the bird game oh I can't Angry remember Birds. no not <laughs> Angry Birds it was um, oh I can't remember what it's called now but anyway it just seemed like that again and they've used like really derivative graphics it looks like Mario basically doesn't it yeah it probably looks like a copy paste of of the original Mario yeah it's like the green pipes in the background of like Mario 1 and uh, yeah so uh, when I first heard that they'd taken the game down I thought it's because Nintendo have like weighed in and gone oi you can't do that but um, it actually seems like the uh the Vietnam-based developer, and I'm going to mess this up, it's N-G-U-Y-E-N. I'm not even going to attempt to say his name. Oh, Dong, Dong Nguyen, I think is his name. And, uh, yeah, he basically took the game down himself because um, it's he, he didn't like how addictive it was. What? <laughs> oh, I made a game that everyone wants that's really addictive. No, no, it's not a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like the worst drug dealer ever. Well, apparently he was getting like loads of shit on Twitter. And yeah, apparently he was getting death threats about it. (sighs) Well, because people were addicted uh, to it. Yeah. He was making $50,000 a day. On this. I take all the death threats in the world for that much money a day. <laughs> he could I just ride it out, you know, like seriously, turn up on my doorstep and say it to my face, I don't care, I'm getting fifty grand a day for a shitty flappy bird game. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he yeah, he took it out. Have you seen the amount of uh, clones that have spawned like just within within hours of it being well, taken down? Well having well, you uh, probably get a few bodyguards. What are they what would they be in Vietnam like? <laughs> 50 grand a year tops you, know? you could build your own Iron Man suit yeah. you, you really don't need to worry about it I think uh, uh, but yeah loads loads of clones have popped up um, in fact Google uh, the Google store has, has, has started re- automatically rejecting titles with Flappy in the title yeah I, yeah, I was about to mention um, that so haven't um, phones with this on been trading for loads of money on eBay and yeah, stuff like that yeah I actually thought I seriously thought about selling my iPhone because um, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the, the day afterwards you go on eBay and people were selling uh, iPhone 5s with, with the app installed for like five grand, I think one went even went for seven grand or something. And, people, and they were they were actually selling. People were actually buying them. And people people um, have been selling Galaxy phones and other Android phones with it on. And you can just yeah. download it and install it yourself. It's not like an iPhone where you <laughs> yeah. where you need to yeah. to get it from the store. You can just install it. Well, but you know it's crazy. You know he's been buying them, don't you? No, hey. the developer. 
to hide the sh- oh yeah he's got <laughs> so much money now just needs to get rid of it <laughs> he's trying to erase all, all trace of it I do not want this to be my legacy oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well anyway I yeah uh, I think that's basically what happened I haven't really got anything more to say about it but I have got some things to say about this new game that has been they basically dropped a load of uh, NDAs on this game called Evolve which is mm. by a uh, which is by Turtle Rock Studios, um, the developers of the original Left 4 Dead, um, and it's basically well, I'm probably the only person who's fought it. I've not seen it in any media whatsoever. No coverage of this game has mentioned its similarity to a game that I loved back in the day called Giant Citizen Kabuto. Mm. Um, basically, it's not exactly the same. To be fair. Um, it, uh, it's basically a co-op uh, online shooter. Uh, four people play uh, like these uh, hunters, um, all of which have different abilities, and and then another player plays as this giant monster. Um, and the monster starts off fairly small. It bods around the map, gets bigger and bigger, and eventually turns into a giant version of it. Um, and yeah, I mean, did you did either of you play giants back in the day? Oh, like to death yeah, yeah. love that I game. think we land that didn't we more than once I think we did actually yeah 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 fantastic game but um, um, what do you think of this do you think this has got the potential to uh, you know relive those memories <laughs> uh, it's not going to have the silly fun element that Giants did obviously it's obviously they've gone for a more kind of horror approach I think in, in, but we could mod uh, it we could mod it <laughs> <laughs> we could mod it make everything look colourful and funny <laughs> and have all my legs when you land absolutely sample <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, um, did you play it, John? Giant? No, no, I've, I've never even heard of it, to be honest. Yeah, well, that to be fair, like it, it was never like a blockbuster of a game, but we no. basically the idea was, um, you, you uh, it had like this whole long single player campaign to it, and you you played as like these little sort of alien marines, and mm-hmm. um, and they had like jetpacks and stuff, and you'd have to like build a base and defend it, and then ha- 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 like you play that for a third of the game and then all of a sudden you'd be playing as this sort of like mer people that are like all mm. these mer sort of female they aliens sort of like they were like kind of witches or something uh, like okay that. they had all these weird spells and things yeah and, and so they'd have a similar sort of gameplay thing but they were all spells and so like the and then and then the final third of the game you were played as you played as kabuto which was this giant monster thing that would like lay eggs and have babies and just basically terrorize everyone else um and it had a multiplayer mode where it was one giant versus five marines versus two or three of those uh lady aliens yeah and it was great because you had all this sort of um we'd do lands and there'd be like four of us playing as marines building up bases and stuff and just one of us just roaming around as this huge smashing everything up just messing everything up yeah and (laughs) you'd you'd be able to pick up players and like bite their heads off and then throw them and uh it was just so hilarious and the the little marine guys could get those uh those little kind of um helicopters and it was basically like king kong yeah You'd be like kind of you'd, you'd be flying around and you'd be swatting you off like flies. It was it was awesome. Yeah, it was so much fun. But, but yeah, as soon as I saw this game, I just thought, oh, hang on here, you know this. It, it seems like that, but yeah, with with like your sort of Gears of War style art direction. Um, yeah. And but but I don't know. I mean, it, 
it's it's one of these games like and a lot will be mentioning soon uh where it's like for next gen consoles um just it probably could have run on the 360 but you know it's just coming out now so there you go but yeah i, th- I think that's got got a lot of potential there's like yeah i think it could be really interesting just it's just a it's just a very kind of rare game mechanic isn't it really you don't really see it very often no i mean uh, a lot of people have compared it to left for dead because that had like a a mode where you could play like one team played as human one as zombies yeah but this is very specifically like four players against one um but then that one player has like kind of uh, certain advantages like and apparently you get um as you evolve hence the name of the game as you evolve the creature you can sort of decide to take it like you know you can breathe fire or you can go all stealthy and cloak and stuff and play it like predator um oh, so that cool. might be cool um and uh, and yeah the hunters as well have have unique abilities like there's your tank guy um there's like a trapper who can like root the monster um and also, as well as that, you've got, like, kind of various wildlife in the map as well. So you can, like, run through it, and then the hunters will have to fight their way through that. But So that slows them down, but at the same time, they'll get XP for that and get more oh, powerful. Okay. So, yeah, it seems quite interesting. Um, I'm definitely going to keep my eye on it. And uh, Yeah. So what's yeah. that coming out on? Is that just on 360, or are we going to get it on PC as well? Uh, it's on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, all the all the next-gen platforms. Super. And, if, well, I don't know if there's, there's no release date for it as yet, but I think it's going to be out, like, towards the end of the year, probably. Cool. Okay. Um, next thing is uh, we've now got a release date for Wolfenstein The New Order, the re-reboot of the id classic (laughs) uh yeah it's been announced it's coming out on may 20th uh which i found interesting um oh it's coming out on xbox one xbox 360 playstation 4 playstation 3 and pc so more of a uh, cross-generation title this one um but yeah it's i noticed it's coming out in may and and basically there's nothing else i think scheduled then unless uh ubisoft decide that's going to be when Watch Dogs comes out, but we've not heard anything about that yet. So uh, they've staked their claim on the on the May twentieth date. Um, normally, this time of year, would there'd be some kind of Rockstar game coming out about then? But um, <laughs> yeah, they're holding off for a bit. Yeah, well, they I don't know what they're doing at the moment. They should be re- releasing GTA Five <coughs> on PC, really. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> Wolfenstein, you're really excited about this, aren't you, Patrick? I am, yeah. I mean, I, 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 with with trepidation, really. I mean, I, Wolf, the Return to Castle Wolverstein, without a doubt, one of my favourite games of all time. Like, absolutely love that game. Played it through about five times. Usually co-op with my brother or someone else. Absolutely love the game. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm sort of, I am excited about it. But you know, I'm, I, I'm going to wait until I see some some proper unedited gameplay until I uh, I really really let myself get pumped up about it but I am pretty excited about the fact that they um, they've basically announced that you get access to the Doom beta with it because it means Doom is actually going to be happening is that just so it looks sorry well this will be Doom 4 right well, it was originally going to be Doom 4, but it looks like they're just going to be calling it Doom now. So re-rebooting that as well. Yeah, yeah it looks like it. 
Sorry, John? Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Don't worry. Beta access for Doom. Yeah, sure. I, uh, I, was, what I was thinking, what's a Doom beta? It sounds like the most awesome weapon ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, forget those dual-wielding Panzerfaust. It's all about the Doom beta. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing if, if it's a beta, then it's like some kind of multiplayer that it's going to have then. Because otherwise... I. That'd be weird if they just sort of gave you access to like the first level of the game or something. I've never really heard of a beta. Well, it wouldn't be that weird. I mean, that is exactly how Doom was originally launched. That's very true. I wonder if they go for that kind of episodic model this time. Could be, man. I mean, they, you know, early access is becoming such a common thing. It, it, it kind of seems like that's the, you know, that's the way everyone's going to really go. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's hard to know until we we know a little bit more about it. But yeah, I'm I'm certainly excited to to see a new Doom game. That's for sure. Yeah. Back to Wolfenstein though. Um, that's that's not actually it. That's developing that, is it? No, no, it's not. No, it's um, um, yeah. I mean, y- y- you know, you're not going to be getting the same same developers that worked on the original Wolfenstein, which is why I'm precisely why I'm there. Uh, not not definitely going to be um, pre-ordering it or anything like that until I've seen a bit more footage. But I think the the, the overall concept is is what appeals to me. It takes um, it takes a, a really easily a, a really easy to get into an appealing um, game mechanic, which is killing Nazis, <laughs> and it just does something that's not World War Two with it. And that that's just kind of I just think that's kind of cool. Um, I'm always up for killing more Nazis, um, but if you, if you can do it in a different location and different time era, then you know I'm I'm, I'm totally behind that. Yeah, I just read um, the developer of this is is Machine Games, um, which was founded by um, one of the some of the guys from Starbreeze, um, who made Riddick and Darkness and yeah. stuff. Um, <clears throat> uh, didn't they also make um, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons? They they totally did. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. good. But that that's yeah, not really their. F- well, that wasn't a first-person shooter, but it, I mean, it, was, <laughs> no, it certainly wasn't. No, but, um, no <laughs> complete opposite. In fact, but if Wolfenstein makes me cry, I would I will be over the moon. <laughs> <laughs> mm, cry with joy, perhaps, but uh, at Nazi killing joy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and and it said that it's going to use ID Tech Five. So will that be the first game to do it, or was Rage on ID Tech Five as well? I, Oh yeah, it was. No, I think that it was. No, I th- is yeah, it? Yeah, Tech Five was used on Rage first. All oh, right, okay. But it, uh, yeah, Ed Tech Five will power Doom Four and Wolfenstein, and a game called The Evil Within, and probably every other game that it ever makes now that Carmack's left. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's good. Um, okay, um, next story is um, the Order eighteen eighty six. Um, finally, they uh, dropped the embargo for the gameplay. Uh, trailer uh, coverage of this um, they showed like a CG trailer um, at E3 or the so the PS4 event I think it was E3 last year yeah and um, yeah it's by developer Ready at Dawn who until now have only really done kind of like um, like conversions to handhelds of existing Sony IP like they worked on God of Wars um, and some ratchet uh, Oh, I think it was not Ratchet and Clank, the other one. Whatever. Um, anyway, this is like their first big sort of triple A game, and what, what's what's kind of interesting is how much uh, that CG trailer actually represents the game because they're they're trying something quite mad, really, which is 
integrating CG with real gameplay. Um, what do you think of that? Did you see the trailer, John? <laughs> uh, no, not yet. It does no. sound awesome, though. I mean, I love that. Um, I love that era, and it's based in London as well, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's like set in this kind of alternate nineteenth-century London, where there's like w- werewolves running around and stuff. It's all a bit steampunk. Yeah, it does sound right up my street. I'll definitely be uh, checking it out when it comes out. No, I haven't seen it yet. I mean, it does... I mean, what I thought, really... uh, Well, like, to give you an example... I mean, really, yeah, just check out the trailer, really. But, um, like, there was, like, a a bit of, like, a CG sequence where um, he was, like, look... He was opening a box and picked up, like, a gun. And then in that CG trailer, you were able to sort of turn the gun around and inspect it. Or there was another bit where he was looking through some binoculars and he was able to, like, then move the binoculars around and stuff. So I don't really know how thrilling that's going to be. A lot of the... There was a lot of, like, quick-timey, heavy rain-type things. But I don't know. I think this is really sort of indicative of the direction Sony wants to take going forward with their, like, next-gen offering or, like, at least their exclusive titles because... It really does kind of follow that sort of heavy rain, you know, cinematics front and centre, maybe gameplay. <laughs> what do you think, Patrick? I, I don't know. I do think this looks kind of more like a traditional third person shooter gameplay wise than something like heavy rain or or beyond. But I think it's I think it's a, a gorgeous looking environment they've they've drawn, I think. Like I'm like, the same with John. I I, I love the the Victorian era. I'm like obsessed with Sherlock Holmes or a, anything Victorian. I'm a big big fan of. Um, I I and again like I, I like. Um, I, we were talking about this earlier. I, I don't really particularly like that kind of um, rundown post-apocalyptic future city background as a as, as a gaming environment as as much as something that's got a bit more kind of personality uh, as as you know Victorian London. <clears throat> So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely more excited about this than than some of the other kind of um, sort of third third person adventure shooters um, that that may be out um, you know this year. But yeah, I mean it's it, it's hard to, it's hard to tell with this one. I I think it could be it could be awesome. It, it it could be as you say you know cinematic experience over over gameplay. But I I don't know I don't know really. It looks to me like. Um what would happen if a naughty dog tried to make Gears of War? <laughs> right. Because after reading all of the, the Sherlock books <laughs> and deciding that was their, uh, that, that was their, um, their era. Just the way, like, the camera moves, um, like, yeah, it's really awesome. Like, when they leap over cover, um, it sort of, like, really tracks, you know, with the character and stuff. It, 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 it's really cool looking. But yeah, yeah, remains to be. The faces look fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be, be nice to be um, able to uh, play a character with a decent moustache as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got, I'm getting such beard envy yeah. in this, these screenshots. <laughs> oh, you clearly didn't watch the Baftas then. That was a beard orgy. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Mo- uh, moving on then. Um, next story is Kingdom Come Deliverance and Star Citizen to share technology. Um, I thought this was interesting. Both games are um, quite ambitious, crowdfunded efforts, um, both utilising the <coughs> CryEngine. And so, yeah, they've uh, got together and uh, decided to help each other out a bit. Mm. <laughs> the, the, Kingdom, the Kingdom Come developers said that they actually 
you know, based their Kickstarter campaign on, on you know, on Star, on, <clears throat> on Star Citizen's campaign. Um, and, yeah, I, I, this kind of made me feel quite warm inside because I, I just really like the idea of two developers... Pub, both publisher free, both who have kind of embraced this this new kind of model of of of, um, of of financing their their product and just helping each other out. I just think that's that's a really cool thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's wicked. But yeah, it's um, it it's, it doesn't mean we're going to get um, farming in space or or spaceships in in medieval England. No, I th- I think specifically what they what they said that they're going to help out with is well. Kingdom Come developers, they've already put a lot of effort into like their character generation system. Uh, like yeah. um, it, in Kingdom Come, uh, it's well, it's uh, it's a fantasy, well, it's a non-fantasy medieval RPG. So it's like Skyrim. If you get rid of your uh, magic dragons and stuff, yeah, and re- dungeons and no dragons. Yeah, just there, dungeons. Yeah, <laughs> and replace it with yeah. like a really detailed like fencing system, uh, which yeah, looks right looks up your. Yeah, right up. It looks incredible, doesn't it? It it just looks like they've finally done something that's going to properly feel like sword fight. Yeah, I've been doing a bit of. No um, one's managed that. We did a bit of historical European martial arts in in real life lately, so it's. Oh, awesome! Yeah, so I'm really excited about this game because it does look like it's going to be the real deal. So. Awesome, and by the time it comes out, Oculus Rift will be out and motion controllers. Yeah. You'll be able to actually swing that sword around. Yeah, I can um, slap a couple of motion controllers onto a sword and Smashing scare my neighbours. <laughs> kicking over your lampshades. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, um, because it's, like, medieval, um, they said your characters will have, like, four layers of, like, clothing and armour and stuff. Um, you're mm. even going to have to, like, wash your armour and clothes if you want them to stay nice and clean. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's really really like detailed um so yeah they're going to be i don't know i obviously some aspects of that they probably won't bring into star citizen but yeah they saw that they were like brilliant you've already done that we'll have that um and so all the star citizen guys have to do is space it all up a bit um yeah because it's the same engine so yeah so yeah it'll be interesting to see what um what kingdom come borrows from star citizen but yeah like you said probably won't be like giant spaceships that cost 200 quid (laughs) (laughs) cool really Um, shiny suits of armor yeah really expensive horses (laughs) okay um yeah so while we're on a crowdfunding type tip um just wanted to mention that uh it became clear to me a few weeks ago that uh, Pillars of Eternity, the new Obsidian game that's being crowdfunded, um, isn't coming out anytime soon. <laughs> um, but, and it also interestingly brought to light one thing um, that, that's probably worth uh, knowing uh, when you back a Kickstarter project, uh, especially one that massively eclipses its goals, is that just be- um, when they when they put the, their estimated windows of release on the Kickstarter, that's based on the initial pitch. Um, and they're unable to change those dates when they've massively overfunded yeah. it. So, yeah, so games like Pillars of Eternity, Star Citizen, all of these games, when they said, you know, um, when they say like April 2014, which is when I was expecting this one, um, you know, that was if the game had been as small as they thought it would be, but now it's like massively overspecced. Yeah. They're but now yeah. saying it's winter 2014. Yeah, well, and even that's apparently for, a, for an early access like. Oh, right. Alpha or something. So, um, 
yeah, they want to make a really good game. So it's great, but, you know, it's just sort of just kind of educated me a bit uh, as to sort of how much faith to put in those Kickstarter dates. <laughs> like, Well, it's kind of a cool thing, though, really, isn't it? Because, I mean, it, it's basically people's enthusiasm translating directly into the funding of the game. Like, you can literally do more with a game the more enthusiastic people are about it, which gives you the perfect incentive to make games that people actually want you to make. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, I'm just not going to worry about it. And uh, when it comes out, I'll be happy. <laughs> You'll get a better game for it. It's, oh, definitely, it's yeah. not a bad thing, man. Yep, and it's not exactly like I'm stuck for other things to play. So. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting for your Steam sale purchases, I reckon. Uh, I'm waiting through uh, Skyrim uh, oh, at the okay. moment, about 40 hours into that again. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, Okay, uh, other little, just a couple of little things. Uh, the second part of The Wolf Among Us is now out on everything. Um, apart from, I don't know if it's out on Vita yet, but it's definitely out on iOS because I was playing it on the train home. And uh, there's also a demo now available on Steam and PS3 store and maybe Xbox as well, though I don't have a functioning Xbox anymore, so, uh, or it's not plugged in anymore. So I wouldn't know. But anyway, yeah, Castlevania 2. Uh, or Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2. Uh, that has a demo. It's quite short, uh, but it's on Steam. I played through it in about half an hour. And, uh, yeah, it's just really nice to see that game on a on an awesome, uh, awesome resolution display um, and just running so slickly. Um, I really enjoyed the first game. Uh, it's very much like in the vein of, like, God of War. Um, but... This one's got a bit more of an open-ended sort of Zelda-like structure, apparently. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Did you did you play Castlevania, Patrick? No, I didn't. Um, and I I didn't I couldn't get into God of War. But I, I was we were talking about this earlier. The reason reason being, I I, I find it hard getting on with those games. Uh, I, I I can't empathise with characters which are wearing tons of armor, have massive guns and stuff. So maybe if it, the Gears of War gameplay. In a in a in a setting like Castlevania, I could I could probably get behind. That. Oh no, it's uh, did I say Gears? I meant God, God of War. Oh God of War. Oh right. Yeah. Oh, I love God of War. God of War. Awesome. Yeah. Well, like it's like that. You've got um, it's like a third person sort of hack and slash game, and you're playing as Dracula. Cool. Yeah, I can get in this that, one. Man. But yeah, it's 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 up. It's it's out the the same day or the day after Thief. Um, and it's going for the same price on Steam right now. But, uh, yeah, I'll probably wait. But, no, it was just mm. nice to try out the demo. It's so overblown. Like, literally, like, uh, the castle's under siege and there's this giant fucking siege engine thing and you've got to, like, climb up it and then fight things on it. And yeah, it's, it's nuts. Um, it's total, like, God of War free scale madness. Did you, did you play Bayonetta? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of that thing. Because that, that was a similar sort of thing, wasn't it? Like throw a dragon into a church. Yeah. <laughs> punch a god into the sun. Yeah. That sort of thing. <laughs> All good, clean fun. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, I think we'll leave it for uh, this episode. This has been the Game Dump Cast, part of the Barker Podcast Collection and the official podcast of the Game Dump Facebook group. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at B-O-B-I-R-O-K-A, Bobby Rocker. And I'm at Patrick J K A Y. And I'm at Wobbly John. Cool. Production by John. Thanks. No <laughs> uh, feel free to join the conversation by typing Game Dump in the Facebook search box and clicking the Join Group button. We're a closed group, but we're interested in growing the community, so we'll approve anyone who wants to join. If you're a spam bot, though, it won't be for long. 
Contact us on email at gamedumpcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gamedumpcast. You can find the show notes for this show on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash gamedumpcast. And why not give us a like while you're there? You can also give us a five-star rating on iTunes if you're listening to us that way. Anyway, that's all for now. Until next time, see ya. Bye. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in.